Blog Talk Radio.
And welcome to the show, everybody. We are live here on Journey Into the Light Spiritual Radio on Blog Talk Radio, shining the light for the past 10 years, over 5,000 shows. And we're also streaming live on Facebook as well. Hello, Facebook. And I do believe, yes, she is. And Milani is also streaming live on her Facebook. So you can go to her page, or I will soon, once my computer uh, catches up to everything, um, share that on my page as well. So it's been a year. <laughs> well, not a full. It's been since last year that Emilani was back here on the show before the holidays. Uh, a lot has happened. We're going to catch up with Emilani on what's been going on with her. And then we'll be taking your calls on what's going on with you. <laughs> so go ahead and join in. Call in 347-884-8245. And you can also watch Emilani as she talks, does the readings on her page. Or you can come on and see me host the show over here. But uh, you can always see me over here. Um, it's always a delight when the guest is uh, live on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, hop on over there. So, and Milani's page. And uh, uh, I think it's just my page. My my computer having troubles. But uh, anyway, um, I'm sharing that on my page as well. So, call in. There's the number. And um, you guys have that. Make sure you press the one when you call in and share out uh, Emilani's page, please, to groups, uh, your page, uh, however uh, you uh, like to do it. So uh, I'll be definitely doing the same. So hello, Erica. All right. So there's the number. And again, as always, if you want to donate to the homeless mission, um, you can do that. It will get you first in line as a thank you. All you have to do is donate 25 to the homeless mission, and you're up and uh, up to the top there. Uh, but if you can't, just hold the line where you're at, and we will take as many calls as we can in this uh, show schedule for an hour to about 90 minutes. We'll see how much time we got. And uh, so... There you go there, and uh, all right. So, <laughs> it sounds like I'm stalling. I am a little bit because I'm posting, but hello, Don. Hello, everybody. All right, all right, all right. Let's go to the computer. Let's go to the switchboard, and uh, make sure, again, a lot of you guys called in. Thank you. Make sure you press the 1, though, on your phone if you want to speak to Emilani so it shows up to me. Okay, press the one on your phone, okay? All right. All right, here we go. Uh, Emilani, welcome back to Journey Into the Light. How you been? Hi, thank you, Michael. Well, as you know, I've been going through something really tough, but I'm good. I'm I'm making it. Um, I feel okay today. I felt great to do the show, and I did some readings today, um, well, I guess I've worked since yesterday, since I've been back, and I feel good. Well, great. <laughs> That's quick. How, how was your holidays first? Let's go back to the, Well, the, the, uh, 
Actually, we just celebrated our Christmas last night with my family. So we had, oh. you know, I got the phone call that my brother was um, critically ill on Christmas Eve. So my mom and I flew out to Utah, and I've been there ever since. Um, I'm finally home. I came home on Wednesday night, um, and he did pass, and it was quite an amazing experience. Um, we had to make decisions for him. Uh, we did it as a family, and my mom and I stayed with him until he took his last breath. So it was very, um, it was very sad. It was difficult. I went through a lot. I was sick. As soon as I got there, I got this gigantic cold. And um, but, you know, my mom and I got to bond so beautifully. And my brother and I had gone on a trip to New York with my mom and my son and his fiance. And so, you know, we were all really close. And um, it was amazing, actually, and it's amazing to be there uh, when someone's passing because there's so much that goes on. And, you know, as you know, you know, you've lost your parents that um, it's not that easy, you know. And I promised myself I wouldn't cry on the show, um, but I have to tell you that today I was doing a reading with this wonderful woman, Kim, and my brother came in to the reading and that's the first time I've seen him since he passed, so he was beautiful. And I felt so privileged, so I called my mom right away and said, hey, you know, my brother has passed. His name was Gregory, and um, my Greg passed, uh, came and um, entered into the reading, so he let me know that he was fine and, and that he was radiant, and it was amazing. So difficult time. Um, I lost a lot more. So as you know, I think I've said on the show, this is the fourth or fifth person in my family to die in the last couple of months. Um, I've had, and mostly men, mostly young men, um, as a matter of fact. And so it was very difficult for me. Um, and the loss just kept happening as, you know, when I got home, um, I had the loss of a significant relationship as well um, right the day, the next day after I got home. So it was very hard for me to... Um, kind of process it and get through it and, uh, you know, try to figure out what was going on, like what what was God doing, like what am I doing going through all this loss, you know, all at once and, you know, I had a meltdown, um, I definitely had my meltdown and, you know, that meltdown cost me a significant relationship to me and um, I felt very lost, I felt lost for the mm -hmm. last couple of days, but then Spirit finally showed up and showed me how... I could have compassion for myself when others weren't there for me. Um, you know, some someone was there for me during the time that it was happening, but when I got home, I was completely by myself, and it was very difficult. I didn't think that I would respond the way I did, um, but I did. And then I was then I lost that friend, and um, you know. I I found this great compassion for myself that I hadn't had before. I was wanting compassion from other people, and I ended up alone and finding my own self-love, my own compassion for myself, and it was very significant, and I was shown so many things after that that um, it's changed my life. Um, of course, I regret um, losing people and, you know, um, because you know me, I always love everybody really deeply, but, you know, sometimes you just lose, and sometimes you have to accept it, and sometimes you have to just let go and let God do what God needs to do. 
um, it was profound that I had so much loss in the end of 2017, the beginning of 2018. Um, I fell really hard, Michael. I fell really hard. You know how you know how all of us spiritualists. It's like when you're really up all the time and you're high in your in your um, you know spirituality. You're up like uh, Abraham Hicks says. You're on your flying disc and you're up in the energy, and then all of a sudden you fall off of it. You it seems like you fall harder than other people or you know you feel it harder when you do fall and I really felt it very hard I wasn't able to sustain my own relationship through all of the losses that I was um, experiencing and I crashed and burned but the crash and burn actually brought me something amazing so here I am I'm back Uh, I feel okay I'm a little tired you know I'm still getting used to being in this warmer weather it was so cold in Utah. Oh, my God, it was amazing. It was freezing. And I didn't adjust well when I got back. So, anyway, it was it was tough, I have to tell you. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that uh, experience. I know that's extremely hard. I mean, that's, uh, even though it's been a number of years since I lost my parents, uh, I still don't forget what it's like. I mean, it's like a, to me, it was like a gut punch, you know, and it was like a bad dream that you just, um, I'll never forget when I would um, take naps. Um, I would, when I was waking up, I would, my first thought was, was it all just a dream? Please tell me it was just a dream. None of that happened. And then you you wake up in the early days and you realize that no, it really, that loss really happened. And, um, but, uh, anyway, we, we, me as your friend and here as I think the show is, you know, your friend, you know, your family with us, you've been with me, you know, this show a couple of years, we just want to embrace you and give you a big hug of love. And, uh, I really mean that. And, um, yeah, thank you. You know, I just, it was, um, it was easier to go through my brother's passing because well we had to make a decision to let him go that was the hardest part is we had to you know make the decision for him because he didn't um, make his decision and he wasn't coherent enough to make the decision and very very difficult to make the decision for someone else whether they're going to pass or not that was hard and even doing the work that I do um, I've never been in that situation before so it was very difficult but I found that losing losing the when I got home and being absolutely on my own by myself and losing a few relationships um was seemed more devastating like it was just one more blow like boom here you go and I thought wow you know this is so profound and um I know John has said in um the chat room I'm so grateful for what you're saying that you know, it's for the greatest good. When you're going through it sometimes, even though, I mean, how long have I studied this, right? How long have I been doing this? But um, I was so human in the significant losses that I had that um, I didn't think I was going to make it. I honestly had one feeling of, God, how am I going to make it through this? And spirit showed up so brilliantly, so beautifully. God is so compassionate and when I finally let go of the whole situation and realizing that I was going to actually lose who I was losing, and I said, okay, and this 
compassion, a wave of compassion came up in me for myself. And all of the time, so I have to tell you a secret about me. When I was a little girl, I've always been an empath, right? I've always felt my feelings very deeply. I've felt other people's feelings very deeply. And I've had meltdowns my whole life, which which my parents or my family called meltdowns, but I just felt my feelings very deeply. And I was always shamed, really shamed and got in trouble and, you know, did all this stuff. And the moment that that person shamed me and dumped me for feeling my feelings um, in a manner that seemed out of control, I actually felt this giant wave of compassion roll over me and my whole path flashed before my eyes and that little girl who cried out for love, who needed love and a hug and someone to be there for her, her whole life while she was experiencing her feelings, just became healed. It it was so healing and it was so amazing and it was so um, profound that I have to tell you, I wanted to tell you this, that the next day um, I heard that, you know, I've always been a person that's always given love right away. Like, if I love you, I love you. I know I love you. I'm very, you know, sensitive, obviously. I'm an intuitive. So I always know, like, oh, that person I'm going to have a relationship and that person I love. Um, so I'm very generous and open with my love. I, I um, have always been sort of the one that loved first. And what I heard was that I've always been shamed for being that woman, for being the woman that said she loved the person first, that she, um, that I, I just felt my feelings right away and went with them, went with my heart. And I heard that women, that it's a collective consciousness that women have the shame of loving men soon, like fast, or we tell them we love them first. And then there's this game that is played where we then there were thought of as needy, we're thought of as, um, you know, not knowing what we're talking about. You know, then the man kind of runs away, and there's this whole collective consciousness that women aren't equal, that we shouldn't love first, that we have to hold back our feelings, that we have to not feel them, and that we have to wait. And there's such a tension between men and women and or, or same-sex uh, relationships, whatever it is, right, that you have to, you can't say I love you until the other person says I love you. That you have to, you can't seem needy, that that seems needy, and that's psychology that says that. But that's not following your heart. When you love somebody, you love somebody, and you should be able to express it. So what I heard was that there's this giant collective consciousness for women that is being broken right now through the sexual Um, healing that women are going through on TV and through the media and just in general, and that this collective consciousness says that we're not equal and that we shouldn't express our feelings, that we should hold back and wait, and that it's, um, you know, this primal energy that, you know, the man has to be the one that says it first or, or you're just like too needy or too whatever. And it broke off of me. It was so amazing, Michael. I can't begin to tell you how free I felt to be able to love, to be able to say I love somebody, to feel it. Because I was being rejected because I had shame for feeling love, right, for saying that I loved that person 
only because in the back of my subconscious mind was this collective consciousness that women shouldn't do it or that um, that we're needy or it's something that's, you know, that we've been shamed for for forever. When I'm seeing now that women, really that's who we are. We are the nurturing beings of the relationship. Men are equal to that as well. And as soon as we start breaking this open, understanding that that's, you know, it's okay to just love whoever you love. They don't need to, nobody needs to have a criterion, right, that God is unconditional and that God loves us unconditionally. And if you're channeling God within you, you're going to love and it's okay to love and it's okay to say that you love. And it was just such, this has been the hardest, most beautiful experience I've ever had. It broke my heart open. It made me be okay to actually love anyone and everyone, everyone equally, and be loved the the same. So just so you know, you know, Mm -hmm. yes, did I go through a difficult time? Yes. Was it, you know, four or five people in my family that actually passed in the last three months, I would say, Um, but was it an amazing experience? The outcome is amazing, and it's because I rode with it. I rode the wave. I allowed spirit, I I turned to spirit every glitch, every moment. I turned to spirit, I went to prayer, I went to meditation, and this is what I got out of it. So it's amazing. It's all about meditation, everyone. It's all about actually silence or, or stillness and allowing spirit to awaken in you the truth about who you are. And I'm really glad that I'm a part of this awakening for the feminine, the divine feminine, where we're allowed to love. We don't have to hold back. We don't. And when you let go of that shame, you'll meet somebody who's actually receptive to the love that you have. So it's amazing, really amazing. Yeah, I can tell that. Um, that yeah. would be an amazing experience. Uh, uh, wow, that's, uh, yeah. that's definitely it has to change it. Go through something like that, um, uh, but so we we go through things for our own good. So um, good yeah. things are coming for you. So that's yeah. That's, and I have a lot more to teach now. I have I have more tools in my in my tool belt, you know, and uh, just a oh, yeah. profound kind of a stillness in my heart or more of a um, stillness. My heart is still now. I can breathe and I'm peaceful. Yeah. Yeah, I can <clears throat> I can understand that. Uh, I yeah. can understand that totally. So uh, it's kind of a cleansing, uh, clearing out and, um, and, and just to think all this happened as the year starts. So kind of giving you a Clearing a fresh start, so to speak. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I at first I looked at it as, oh my God, I'm starting the new year off like this. But once <laughs> this came through, once I was surrendered to, um, I actually stopped fighting the loss and I just said, okay, you know, whatever's going to happen happens. Um, it just it amazes me how much spirit loves me, how much spirit loves all of us, how much um, profound 
beauty that comes through every aspect of your life. You don't have to learn these things through pain, but sometimes you do. And, you know, if you stay open enough, you'll learn them through love as well. And there was another thing that just came through my mind that I wanted to say is that men get shamed for loving too. Um, A lot of times men are told that it's weakness and that it's, um, you know, you shouldn't show your love. And all of that is just an old paradigm, old collective consciousness that needs to leave the planet. It needs to leave our our subconscious minds, be raised up and left it from the subconscious mind or the collective conscious mind that actually keeps us feeling separate from each other. Yeah. Yeah. So how does it work as – I know we're going to call soon, guys, who are holding, so – um, so you can start calling in, and if you are called in, make sure you got the one press. But uh, my last question is, how does it um, affect you as far as a uh, yourself personally, as as a psychic medium? Are you have you been able to connect with your brother already, or yeah, that's you what you want I was, to share on that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. Like today is yesterday was the first day I actually went back to working. Um, I did some phone readings even when I was gone, you know, away, because um, I have life coaching clients that actually pay me great money to help them. So I did do some readings while I was in the hospital um, with my brother. But I just started actually seeing people physically yesterday. I was going to take a break until the 20th, but after everything that happened, I thought, you know what, go back to work and love people. Love people so that you you know, revitalize your your own energy, and you have so much to give now. So anyway, so a girl came today, a woman, and she was amazing. The reading was amazing. Her energy was just so profound, and my brother actually came during her reading. And this is the first time I've seen him. I saw him, I, I saw him before he passed. He actually came in a dream of mine and said, please don't leave me like this, is what he said to me. And then when I was reading Kim today, um, he came in the reading in this beautiful, radiant light and showed me. I kept asking her, do you have somebody with the name, with a G? And his name was Greg. And so all of a sudden there he was in, in the corner, and he actually gave me information for her. But he showed me his radiant, magnificent self, and, and there wasn't a verbal exchange like I have sometimes but there was the feeling of this is who I am now this is who I've always been he was beautiful and it was overwhelming I called my mom right away and said oh guess who showed up you know in the reading and you know I brought her to tears but her and I had such an amazing experience together there's no you know I couldn't not tell her that he showed up and and showed his beautiful self so it was amazing Michael well, awesome. That's that's awesome. Um, and he's doing doing well on the other side. And um, I I had an amazing experience uh, myself. Uh, we we have a new amazing uh, new medium, Julie Severin. You may have seen her picture or posting on my yeah. site. But anyway, she she told me something the other day, and and I know she is legit. Cause I've heard her readings on the show. They're just amazing. Um, but I'm just what I'm my point is of bringing this up is she told me the other day, she said on air, she said, Michael, she said, 
you know, you talk about losing your parents and, and how you, you know, have, have uh, you know, uh, been alone for so long. And she said, you know, you've never been alone because your parents have come back because your, your twins, Nick and Holly, oh, are your your parents. And she said, you want to know who's who? And she said that your your dad is, okay, I'll say this again. Your your dad is your daughter, and your mom is your son. And I started thinking about that, and you know, and I never said any of this to her, and I haven't talked about this in a while, but you, of course, know this because you've been with me a long time, but Nick is gay, and having the feminine side of it all, um, and that being my mom, that matches perfectly. Right. And then my daughter... Uh, my my dad, as I think you know, also had a uh, really bad uh, bout with being an alcohol, you know, alcoholic and uh, being a you know a disorder. Um, it didn't get really get well till a couple of years before he died um, when he was 37. Um, and then my daughter, as I've talked about on the show, because we've had special things to help her, um, but she's had an eating disorder for the last several years. So she's had a disorder, you know, so, and so did my dad had a, you know, disorder. So there is, and they always say, like, if you don't complete something on earth, you've got to go back and complete it. So it's like my dad didn't conquer, you know, that disorder and he's come back, you know, and he, so he's still struggling. And there's so many other things that perfectly match I, I'm amazed. I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? So, so I lost my feet a little bit, so it's trying to reconnect. Just so you know, if I if you're watching, mm-hmm. um, but um, no, that's amazing to me. That is so profound, right? That that um, it's and that's what it's like. They they don't really leave you. No one really leaves you. You know, they just right. they come back or they stay in spirit around you or they're born again or whatever is the choice that they make, right? Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. That was another thing that my brother brought through was, because my brother struggled uh, with addiction his whole life and so did my dad. So, um, and it was something so profound that went through my mind when my brother was passing was that this was the end of that era for me. You know, I had, you know, met people, not that I won't stop serving those people, because I do do drug and alcohol counseling, but it was an end of an era of that type of living. And I could feel that energy go away from me, because I had to deal with his ex, and, you know, there's things that you deal with, with people who are on drugs or alcohol that, you know, is more difficult than not. And I just felt this healing or the the leaving of that energy, the release of of the addictive energy um, go go from me. It was quite amazing. I just want to say that if my um, my feed doesn't uh, reconnect, I will um, turn it off and turn it back on. It's still trying to connect though. I'm not sure why. Hasn't done that before, but we'll. Um, I'll, I will reconnect. I'll, I'll open the room again if it um, goes out.
Okay, uh, I'm just trying to see where on your feed where you're at. Where it seems like what yeah. I'm seeing is way behind. I'll refresh, but it's all okay. And if anybody's listening and they're wanting to be on a feed, I am live on my feed here. So just so everybody, but call in is the main thing because we're going to go to the radio part of it now and start to uh, take calls. Okay, so call in. 347-884-8245, and then press the 1 on your phone, okay? And again, as I mentioned earlier, you can, uh, we've got a lot of calls lined up here. You can go ahead and uh, uh, donate just $25 to the homeless, and you'll be up uh, next to bring up. Um, and, um, um, and if you want extra time tonight, you can donate 49 and we'll bring you up next and with extra time. If you can't donate at all, hold on where you are at for a free reading. Just know there's a lot of people calling in for free readings, as there is every night on my show. So uh, we take the calls as they come in for free readings. So um, that's how it's done, okay? If you need help and assistance, how to donate, uh, besides the links are on the uh, uh, radio show page, also on my Facebook Live uh, they are also, I'll help you in the screening room. And with that being said, um, and I'll keep track of the time. And when time is up, um, again, these are free mini readings, unless you donate and we add some time, I'll come in and, and so we can move on to the next caller that's needing help. Okay. Uh, and Milani, you ready for the first call? I am. I think I'm going back live. Uh, for a minute there, it said, I, "Oh, that. Yeah, now I'm back live." So if anyone wants to come in my screening in my room, go ahead and come in, because um, it was saying that um, Facebook wasn't going to let me go live for some reason, and now it's now I'm live again. So yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Let's go to area code two two nine. Can we get your first name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, my name's Debbie, and I'm calling from Florida. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm surprised oh, I got pleasure. in first. <laughs> All right. What can I do for you tonight? Um, I need to move at the end of the month, and I'm wondering if you have any insights towards that. And at the same time, if that will um, bring me closer to this man that's been in my life this this okay. man in my life. <laughs> okay. Okay. Meaning the relationship closer or physically closer? Because I feel like you get physically relationship. closer. As well. Relationship closer. Okay. I do feel like you get... Um, it's interesting. How come you guys aren't together together? Like, why aren't you... We uh, were together for eight years. Um, I've known him for almost 12 now, and we were together for eight. We've never really been disconnected for a long period of time. And yeah. now we're we're talking again and spending time okay. together again, but at a distance. Okay, good. I like that. Um, it's funny how, like, some of the stuff that I was talking about, um, I don't know if you were on the show the whole time, but some of the stuff that I was I talking am, about. My condolences. Yeah, but what, I, what I'm referencing to is, you know, being ashamed to love each other, having some sort of resistance to love. Um, so I'm going to look at that first, and then I'll look at your um, – it's interesting because is your dad alive or passed? Is your dad coming My back? dad is 
My dad has passed. Okay. So he's coming in, and he's coming in with a lot of apologies to you. He's um, saying that uh, part of the relationship off and on again thing is because of his relationship that was off and on again. Do you understand that? Did he Was he ill? Did he um, try to pass a couple times? Or did he leave a couple times? Because I'm feeling this disconnect with you or with uh, himself a couple times. And you're just in that pattern is what I'm hearing. And that's why you like, that's why your relationship doesn't stay together just like. We um, were never, we were never close. And he suffered from it. cancer for 18 months before he, it totally consumed his body and he passed. Got it. Okay. So that's what I'm hearing. Um, and I and it affects your relationships. Do you understand that? Not being close oh, to him, not being uh-huh. able to the right relationship with him, or what you desired with him, but uh-huh. it actually makes you pull away in your relationships. Loss is hard for you. You know, you fear it, and therefore you create it to happen, even if it's coming from the other person. Do you understand? Hmm. What, okay. what's, need, what's needed is forgiveness for it to your father and even to yourself for not being there or not reconnecting, not wanting to. Do you understand? Okay. Let me let me write this down. Yes, keep going. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure that I you're haven't. here. You haven't put the two together? I haven't had anything to do with my dad for a long time. In fact, I was told when we got together 11 years ago that it was because of my dad, that my dad brought us together. Right. So this is making a lot of sense. Yes, and so now your dad is showing me why you're not staying together, why it's off and on. And it's because of your relationship with your father that was was, um, uh, estranged at times, you see. You're kind of you're 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 feisty, right? I'm what? You're feisty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can you can let somebody have it when you want to, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes like like me, I mean there's times where I do it when I could have held back and you know, I was talking about my own friendship relationship that I lost over it. Um and so there's this healing between you and your dad that needs to happen. Your dad is actually very, very close to you right now. His energy is super close to you right now. And he's wanting you to forgive him for the estrangement, for not being the perfect dad, for not being the dad that showed up, and then for leaving you through, you know, he suffered a lot. Hmm. He wants you to let that go. Let the human part of him go so the spirit part of him can help you more. And so your relationship wow. won't break up off and, off and on, you see. Yeah. You see what I mean? He's sorry. I, don't, I just, he was, he was very imperfect. And I feel like um, he was pissy, like he would get pissed and then take off and, he, he didn't manage his anger very well either. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. And so you got into that pattern. This is an energy pattern. 
I don't think if anyone's ever explained that to you, but it's just a pattern that you know. And so in your relationship that you're in now, it actually does that. You see what I mean? So you can stop hmm. it. And you can, okay. you can cre- create a closer relationship with him by, um, like, containing your energy more when you do get upset. You're upset. See, the thing is, you're upset in the background, in your subconscious mind, you're still upset at your dad. And so that, so like with me, I know you heard the whole show, you know, I had this yeah. loss of my brother. I had loss of a bunch of people than my brother. And then it compounded and it became too much for me to handle. And that caused me to lose my friendship. Some, someone that, I, that was completely dear to me. And so that in that fear of loss that I had, right, I acted out and it became more loss. And so what's happened is with your, the loss of your father, the relationship, and the loss of him through death, it's back in the back of your subconscious mind, which you don't know, but it comes out when when you're pushed against a corner, when you're too stressed out, and it ekes out, but it doesn't show itself to you. It just it just creates more loss. Do you see? Yeah. And so you, your relationship yeah. that you're in has suffered because of that, and so I don't. I want you to be able to move forward in your relationship and be able to. Um, not carry this energy with you. It's more important uh, about that. I mean, I'll get to if you're going to move or not. It's more important that you actually realize this than actually moving because I feel like you two belong to each other. I feel like you belong to each other very much, but the healing of your dad needs to be done to keep you together. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. See? That makes a lot of sense. It does when okay. I when I stop and think about what all we've been through over the last few years. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you guys are just playing out this energy that's unknown to both of you. Most likely, your partner has the same issues or similar issues, and so it's just playing out between you. Actually, it plays out between you to be healed. See, love heals all things, but what love does is it actually brings up the things that are not loving between you, and it brings it up so that you can literally release that energy and have deeper love. And if you don't know that or your partner doesn't realize it, it tends to break you up. But now that you know that, you can address it, right? And then you have power to heal this relationship and have it be um, cohesive, like really strong. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I do feel like you're moving. Um, it, you know, do this first. What I want you to do tonight is just release your dad, forgive him, and release uh-huh. him, and and he'll come back in love for you. But watch what it does to your relationship, okay? Because I feel yes. like you guys should live together. So. Yes, I surely will. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for calling in. It was such a joy to read you. Thank much you love very you. much. I love you. You're welcome. Yes, be okay. blessed. Okay, appreciate you. Take care. Much love to you. All right, good night. Thank you, Michael. 
You're very welcome. I'm glad you got some good healing there. And for everybody out there um, listening, grab a pen, paper. I'm going to give you the phone number to contact Emilani for private sessions because if you want true healing, true help, just like this call, I mean, (laughs) this is where you go, okay? This is real. This is not just, you know... (laughs) Anyway, I'll just leave it there. Uh, I almost got sidetracked, Emily. Um, I need to to share stories with you. Um, But, no, this is where you need to go uh, to get help. Now, here's the phone number, 774-224-6752. One more time, 714-224-6752. Five two to reach Emilani after the show or tomorrow or whenever you hear this, um, if you're in the archives. Um, and Emilani, do do they have a? You want to give out a website or email or? Yeah, sure. Um, it's a dash heavenly dash light dot myshopify.com. and on that website I have a calendar, I have a way to pay, and I also have packages of life coaching hypnotherapy, um, drug and alcohol counseling, and also um, past life regression so, and reading. So um, go to that. And my phone number is 714-224-6752. And I'll type, that in, um, I'll type that in the chat room so you can have it. Okay. And if you're on the radio show, it's all right here on the radio show, on the info right there. And if you're live with us right now, we're going to continue to take calls. Again, the radio number is 347-884-8245. Press the 1 on your phone. Make sure you press 1 if you want to speak to Milani. if you're live with us. And again, you can donate $25 right now to the homeless, and you'll be next up. Um, Because we do have a lot of people on the phone lines. It's a great way to help someone else and at the same time help yourself. Uh, We're going to go now to um, a a couple callers who have made a donation. We want to honor that, so bringing them up and giving them a thank you. So we're going to go to the state of Alabama and bring in Leah to the show. Welcome. Hello. Hi, Leah. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Where are you again? Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Great. So great to have you call in. What can I do for you tonight? Um, I'm, like, currently, I guess, going through a divorce that I don't want. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yes. Okay. So let me tune in. Let me see what's going on here. I feel like your partner doesn't want it either. Do you know that? Like, uh, what I feel... Pardon? I don't know that because he's the one that's called for the divorce. Yeah, but what I feel like is you're stuck. You guys are stuck in a place that you don't know how... I just want everyone to know there's no reason to get divorced. What happens is energy gets stuck in a relationship that you just don't know how to navigate through. So when we're together and we get married, even if we're not married, but when we're together, uh, love actually brings up the parts of us that are resistant to love. And in this relationship that you're having, there's you're stuck in something. There's a stuck energy that almost like there's two, you guys are both alpha, correct? 
both of you are controlling. Yeah. And that's yeah. the problem. That's the stuckness. You're both controlling. And you both want your way. Correct? Correct. Okay. So, what's more important? Is it that you're right or that you stay together? You're kind of, are well, you more controlling? Like you like to have your way more. Is that right? Financially and stuff like that, kids' wise? There's something what? about you that you're like, I have to have it this way, correct? Um, and for you the most cons- part, I guess. Um, yeah. A lot of trust was broken. I had broken a lot of trust. Yeah. Only because you wanted your way. I have to tell you, um, it's only because you, you, you're stuck in a rut in your mind about what you want. Yes? Yes. I had an yeah. affair two years ago. Right, you see, yeah. and it's because you you were punishing him. Were you were you heavily punished when you were a kid, like for things, for feelings, for things that? I feel like you, all you. I feel like what you know is punishment. Do you understand? Pretty much. Like, like you're like, okay, f you. I'm gonna do this. I'm, I'm getting yes. revenge. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's the glitch. That's the that's why you're having a divorce. But it's you can turn it around. Now I'm not saying he'll. I feel like he's going to be understanding. But I feel. Did you guys go to counseling at all? No, he refused to do counseling. Okay, I feel like if you had come to him and said. I realized that I'm controlling. I realized that I basically had an affair to give you the finger. You you gave him the finger is what you did by having an affair. Mm-hmm. And that I'm I'm willing to work on letting you have your way of working things out in a more loving manner. The divorce won't happen. It'll break through. Cuz that's all he needs. He needs you to cow down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that you're not equal. Not that you're not equal to him. Not that you shouldn't have your say, but that he needs to. Ha- he's softer than you, correct? Probably. So. I feel him. I feel him very wounded. Yes. Yeah, and you. Uh, he needs you to apologize and say you matter to me more than having my way. When we're black and white, white and wrong. What sign are you? Aquarius. Oh, that's that's a, that's interesting. You should have your chart done because that's interesting that you're like that. Because usually Aquarians aren't so like that, but because they're so huma- humanitarian. But there's probably a part in your chart that I'm feeling is a little off, um, or needing not off, but needing to be worked through. So, um, but if you went to him and said, you know what, I see that I have tried to get my way and that my way, me being right or black and white has mattered to me more than you have and I'm sorry for that and you do matter to me and your input and your um, finesse, everything about you actually matters to me, I think there will be an open door for a discussion. Okay, because I've kind of like tried that. Maybe not in those exact words, but um, I have tried that. I don't think you, you know, understand. I've, yes. 
I don't think you I your have, energy has changed yet. Yeah. And you I know what you I know, mean? like I've apologized and you know he has every right to be mad at me and to feel the way that he feels. And I would give but him you anything in the world. For having the affair, but not for being controlling. Do you understand? Mm. Yes, ma'am. It's the, it's the controlling that's breaking up your relationship. It's the controlling yes, that's ma'am. breaking up your relationship. Do you see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that is what you need to apologize for and let go of yourself. Like, you know, realize that you don't always have to be right. Sometimes you just have to be loving. And sometimes loving is just being still and not having to prove your point. I'm punishing somebody. Right? I mean, take it from me. I got punished in a big way. I I was let go of in in a friendship for have, you know, because that person wanted to punish me. You don't need to be punished. And you don't need to punish him. What you need to, and you don't need to be right. What you need to be is loving. So the opportunity, there's always an opportunity in all of this crappy stuff that happens. The opportunity Mm -hmm. is, oh, I can drop my need to protect myself and be right and actually become more loving. And what happens is your heart opens and you actually mm-hmm. become more attentive to that person. You become more loving. You show up more. You hear their view of what they want. You can discuss it more. It's actually, I have to tell you, it's an easy fix. It's easier fix than divorce. But what gets in the way is our pride, our ego mind. Our pride gets in the way. Yes, it does. When we have when we have pride and ego, we can't have a loving relationship. They don't match. They don't mix with each other. The two things. Mhm. Yeah, because so, I feel like where he's at is his pride. He don't. He won't swallow his pride and let me come back home. You know, and I fix this. Yeah. So what? So let's try this. If you want to, I want you to try apologizing for being controlling, for making because. Mm-hmm. Happens when you're controlling is you make the other person feel like they don't matter. Yeah. That they're not really a person. That they're just a thing that you've acquired. That's what you feel mm-hmm. like when the person when a person controls you. You know. Mhm. Right. So I'd yeah. like you to try if you want to. Otherwise, I do. do you have another question? Yeah, I know you do. I can feel that you. I feel your energy, and I feel like you're open to the suggestion. Um, you know, you're only controlling because you're scared. Yeah. And I want you to be able to love yourself through the scare part, like that that life is safe and that you're okay. Let yourself mm-hmm. be okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Let yourself be okay. Love yourself. And that way you yeah. don't have to be right or wrong or black and white. You can be open and not mm-hmm. controlling. It takes so much energy to be controlling in a relationship. It, it drains you. And then you'll you'll feel like the other person is actually draining you when they're not. It's your thoughts about them. It's the way you control your world that drains you. Uh-huh. 
you see. And then you say, oh, you know, you drain me, you you make me feel so, you know. And it's mm-hmm. not that the other person, it's you and the way that you're handling life. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more expensive to be controlling because if you don't fix it in this relationship, you won't fix it. And you'll take it with you to the next relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you have a deep belief in God? I do. I believe in God. Right? Okay. So let go and mm-hmm. let God, yeah? Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm seriously, like, been trying and working on it little by little. Yeah. It's only hard when you don't understand the nature of God, that God is unconditionally loving. It seems like God is not a punishing God, correct? Correct. Yeah. And so you want to get to know the the true nature of God more so that you can trust more, so that you don't try to connect with God, that you just do because God is accepting of you with all everything. Because mm-hmm. God never sees you in negative ways. And so the closer that we get to God, the less we see people in negative ways. Yes, ma'am. It's easier. It, 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 honestly, this will change your whole life. If you just, all you have to do is have a tiny bit of willingness to do it, a willingness, mm-hmm. right, to love your husband unconditionally. And all you have to do is, when you hang up from me, just go to God in your heart. Even if you're watching on the on the radio show and you're still connected to me on the show, you can still go in your heart and say, you know what, God, I'm willing to let go of the control and I'm willing to allow you to heal my relationship. Do you think it'll be fixed? I feel like, yes. It's going to take some a little bit of work because you need to let go of this, really, and he needs mm-hmm. to trust you. But that's part of the journey of marriage. Part of the journey of marriage is that we really F up. We mess up. We are not perfect. We're human beings. There's no reason to break up over that. You know, being loving, even him being able to be loving that you had an affair, that, oh, my God, what are you feeling that you're not getting? What is it that pushed you to that affair? What can I do to make you feel more loved? That's how you deal with an affair and stay married or stay in a relationship. Why are you having a meltdown? Can I help you through this meltdown? Instead of, I don't want you anymore, right? Mm-hmm. That's what keeps you together. It, it builds love. It, it releases the negative energy and builds love. But you have to be committed to that, committed to the love, actually. That's there. Mm-hmm. It's important. Commit to it. Go through, how go through this I, journey. How do I get him to commit to it? You don't have to. You just commit to God and let God work on him. Okay. Turn towards God, full face. All right, God, I surrender. I know I was controlling, and I'm so sorry I was controlling because I was scared, and I need you to take over. I need you to take over this relationship. 
I, I'm allowing, I'm, I'm releasing, surrendering it to you. Got it? Mm-hmm. If you mean it in your heart, God will do the work. Okay. And then apologize to your husband. Apologize for being controlling, not for the affair. That, that's a byproduct of being controlling. Mm-hmm. The affair was just a byproduct. But affairs are always a byproduct of something bigger, something hidden. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why they're, they're very forgivable because they don't, they're not the thing that's wrong. They're, they're, we take them like medicine. There's no difference between having an affair and doing drugs or drinking or eating too much. There's no difference. It's just seeking outside of yourself to actually find comfort rather than dealing with what's going on inside of yourself with yourself and with God. You see? Yeah, because my husband, he doesn't see it that way at all. No, of course not. He's not. He doesn't. I do do couples counseling. If yeah, believe me, call me if you want to. See what God does. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just I, right now I just pray that God blesses your marriage, blesses you and your marriage and your husband, and that all the hearts are open in it. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much for calling in. So yes. much love to you. My pleasure to talk to you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. Let us know what happened. Come back on. Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your call. We appreciate you. All the best. Hope everything works out. And again, um, if you want to contact Emma Lani for a private session, her phone number is 714-224-6752. One more time. 774-224-6752. And your website, Emilani? It's 714, Sully. That's what I said, didn't I? No, you said 774. <laughs> really? Okay. It's 714 okay. 224-6752. My website is a I have it, uh, I'll pin it in the room. I, I put it in the room, but I'll pin it now. In my room. Okay. Again, the number is 714-224-6752. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're still continuing on here um, a little bit past the hour. Um, we're going to go to our next caller, um, and we're going to um, Erica. Um Welcome to the show. I believe in Hi. California. Is that right? Oh. Well, I'm Erica, I'm Virginia Beach, but I am I am a Californian. <laughs> yes. Where are you? Virginia I said I'm in Beach. Virginia Beach, but I'm a Californian. We have the same seven one four. Virginia Beach where um Edgar Casey's place is. You betcha. Right up here. Oh, yeah, very nice. And I've okay. spoken for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Cool. Oh, amazing. Good. What can I do for you tonight? So um, we, we we do have a private reading, but I I just love your energy, and I think your message tonight was just right on. I'd like to touch on and read my very beautiful partner, Tom. 
okay. and our relationship. And um, I'd like to be able to get married, so I don't know what what you see with that. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell you a short story. Okay, so okay. I lost I I worked for Disney. I had Disney clients, animators mm-hmm. that were amazing, and uh, she asked me if the girl asked me if he was going to propose to her, and I told her the day, time, and how. And they, mm-hmm. he fired me. So I'm not going to give you uh, all that information because okay. <laughs> I ruined the surprise. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm not, I, don't wanna, I don't want you to ruin the surprise. So. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So um, let, me, let me connect with him. It's interesting with him. Is, he, is his mom passed? Is he, was he really close to his mom? He's very close to his mom. His mom is not well, but she's still here. Got it. Um, I, I do feel that he's focused a lot on his mom. Yeah. That, um, and her opinion means a lot. I don't feel, I feel, I don't feel like she dislikes you, but I feel like she's really attached to him. Yes. She's the issue. Now. Okay. Well, she's the evidence of the issue. So, but you, on the other hand, you're not that close to your mom. Is that right? Like I him. mean, some somewhat, not like him. Yeah, you're not attached to her. Exactly. Got it. Okay, so now we get, okay, now I'm just establishing the energy because I can see that his face is turned towards her more than towards you, and then I feel like that will happen until she does pass. Okay. Right? So, okay, so the way to his heart, the way to truly actually love him is to help him love his mom. Mm. You see? Got it. Join, yeah. become a teammate. There's nothing better than yeah, a teammate. And we are very teammate-oriented. Right. And so mm-hmm. instead of feeling the glitch between you and her or that she's a problem in your relationship, I want you to mm-hmm. actually become helpful in her care mm-hmm. because his heart opens greatly when I said that I felt his heart just warm up he does mm-hmm. care for you. I feel like he loves you I feel like he considers you his life partner but there's that one glitch it's it's like a you know it's funny with men they do feel like I just don't know what quite is wrong do you know what I mean yeah a funny sense well, about that yeah, he so his mother said to him cuz he got, you know, went through a divorce and all that. And his mother said, "You should be single for 2 years." Well, he was in a miserable marriage for years and years and years and stayed for the kids. And so he's kind of going against what she said. But and then anytime like and, and me and her have never met either. So like and he she's like, "I don't want to meet any I don't want, you know, she's very like I don't want to, you know. You know what? Just be patient. Be be patient. Be on board with him loving his mother. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm just asking spirit to actually open the mother's heart. She's fearful for him. So she's fearful in general. That's what type of woman she is. um, Yeah. Her ego. So what, and that's why she has the illnesses that she has. Um, Yes. So... What I want to do is I'm going to send 
spirit. I'm going to ask for spirit to open her eyes, to open her heart, to not to her fear, but to what's best for him. Mm-hmm. And that'll be your best for him. Yeah. And it'll also be good for her. Yeah. So that's oh, yeah, spirit, truly. Because right? I... I really do only want the best for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can feel that you you have such a loving soul. You're so um, yeah. open. Um, I think mm-hmm. you just didn't how to identify with how do we go about unlocking this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Unconditional love. That's what you're learning. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. Awake. You're already unconditionally loving. We all are, but you're you're awakening to it. Mm-hmm. I love it. We need you. I know. I know. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We need you. On I know. This it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I think you guys will be friends. I don't know how long she's going to be here, but I do feel um, like when I feel her, I feel kind of like, ooh. But um, I do feel like you become friends with her because she'll change from I'm scared for my son to oh, thank God he has you. Yeah. Yeah. So show her your light. Tonight, what I want you to do tonight is I want you to lay on your bed, on your back, and I want you to take light from your heart and send it to her. Oh, I'm already two steps ahead of you, girl. (laughs) Good. Okay. Like the bat signal, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I accept you, right? I accept you into my heart. That's what you need to say to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then she'll accept you into hers. Yeah. Just, you know, she's a mom for sure, but she's just a little fearful, that's all. In her ego, that's all. Yeah. Not her spirit. Well, yeah, and, and you know, his ex-wife was the real pill, you know, so I can I can see, you know, why she doesn't yeah, want him to go through the same thing. Yeah, but it's funny because he was with her, so obviously there's something going on with him. And the mom, of course, moms never want to see that stuff. They want to see of that their son not. is perfect, and the woman is like this horrible, you know, uh, thing from exactly. hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they were very, yeah, exactly. Well, they were very unconscious of each other, and then he started to wake up, and it, and it was like, oh, gosh, startling. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, it is so weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, yeah. Do you have any other questions? I think that's good. She's, she's yeah, going to totally. Think, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'll just keep sending her love. I'll do that every night. And um, so you really believe that he believes that I'm his life partner? I want to tell you this because I feel your energy is very advanced. Mm-hmm. You only have to forgive once. You only have to do one thing, one time. Because if you do it every night, you continue the energy, the separation. But if you Mm. do it one time that you actually mean it from your heart, that's all that's needed. I forget who that that quote is from, but they said, you only need to forgive once. Right, to unblock that energy, because that's all there is, is that moment. So if you continue to focus that you need to give her energy, you'll continue with a blockage. Yeah, no, I got that. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I know where I where it was. It was in. Um, have you read the Disappearance of the Universe? I have not. Find that book mm-hmm. by Gary Renard. Find that book. Some, I use it even as flip open. Sometimes I flip open to it, and it did say you, you know, the way that Jesus ha- um, healed people, whether it was in body or showed up in body, he forgave their sins once. He said, "Your sin." But when when the man was paralyzed, he said, "Your sins are forgiven you," and the man got up mm-hmm. and walked. You see. So illness, blockages, energy blockages, it's all from a feeling of separation because we, we, as spirit beings, we know that we're doing something that is out of balance with our spirit. You see? And so we begin to, to decline in energy, which means can bring illness, can bring unhealthy thinking, addiction, everything, right? Mm-hmm. So you only have to forgive once, and that brings the energy that is needed. You you let go, and you send the energy, and then you let go, and then you become grateful. That's all you need. Don't keep yourself in the cycle of blockage, I'm giving energy, blockage, I'm giving energy, you see? Yeah. No, I get that is what we don't realize is God has answered way before you asked. Hmm. When it comes into your conscious mind, it means it's already done. It's been done. Hmm. And it's been Mm -hmm. forever anyway. Correct? Yeah. If this is an illusory world, it's already been done. You you know this because I'm pulling it out of you. You know this. You just didn't know it Mm -hmm. in your conscious mind. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Send her energy and go about your merry way. Mm, there we go. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we have our private reading, I think, on Wednesday or something. So. Yeah, I'm excited I to read to you. I, I, I look forward Bye. to it. Thank you for calling in. It'll be fun. Thank All you right. for her. Bye. Uh, bye. Okay, so we're probably waiting for Michael. I don't, uh, he's probably in the screening room. So um, what an amazing reading, right? It's so much fun to be able to connect. Oh, there you are. Yes, I am here. It was an amazing reading. Uh, it really is. It makes quite a difference. Uh, and, Melanie, uh, why don't you go ahead, for the folks who maybe just joined us, how people can reach you best ways. Okay. So my website is a-heavenly-light.myshopify.com. It's pinned in my room, so um, if you're in my room, it's there. The comment is pinned. Um, My business phone number is 714-224-6752. You can join me on Facebook um, and send me a a message if you want to. I'm also on Yelp as well. Okay, very good. So let me make this announcement to all the folks listening. Um, We're going to take one more call, but if there's anybody else that wants to donate to the homeless, just $25, you will will stay and take your call next. Links are on the show page. 
um, send me a message, uh, let me know. It's hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm making a donation or or what have you. Otherwise, we're gonna be in our wrap up stage. Um, so let's go to uh, my home uh, home state. I grew up in uh, Nebraska, and let's bring in Jennifer. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. I'm fantastic. How how are you? I'm great, thank you. Good. What can I do for you tonight? Um, well, I just have like a few questions. Um, I like regarding my relationship. My fiance is in Marine boot camp right now, and okay. um, he, uh, you know, he wants to come back on his leave and he wants to get married. Um, the only thing that's holding us back is my daughter, which isn't his child, um, about, like, me having to move out with him or me not being able, you know, to marry him or, you know, just kind of stuff like that. And I just worry that um, all of the family that I had um, that I would talk to and get, um, you know, their opinions and would listen to them, um, they all actually ended up passing away um, in the at the end of 2016. And so um, – I just kind of feel um, like lost and alone and, you know, I don't know, you know, I just kind of question everything that I do or what I, or, you know, what I'm going to do. Right. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask them to come in as well, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course. Okay. I feel like there's great blessing coming to you um, because of this. One of the things, just so you know, I was married to a Marine myself. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Thank you. I was really young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did the whole marine life, so I I know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. It's different now. Um, they honor families more than they used to, mm-hmm. but um, it's hard to be separate uh, sometimes. So here's the thing. For one thing, your family is with you in spirit. Your people that you love, they're with you in spirit. And you will never be apart from them. So just so you know that, and I know, mm-hmm. you know, you're not a medium, but you can still feel them or sense them. They're mm-hmm. very happy about what you're doing. They're very positive. But the one thing that I'm hearing is what happened at the end of 2016 was that you became emancipated to your own life. Now, I have a feeling, your family, did they argue a lot or they had very different opinions of what, who you should be and what you should be? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I heard that they um, argued a lot about your situation and that you actually, not that they were um, taken away from you, but that you were emancipated to have your own mind because you, you, that's why you feel lost because you, you didn't really have your own mind with them. Is that correct? Yeah. So what I'm feeling is that, um, and, and I don't know if you can you can feel it, but I'm actually, if it's okay, I'm going to work in your heart area, because yeah. you need to follow your heart. And I feel like your heart is with this man, and I feel like you'll you're going to feel so free when we're done tomorrow morning. You're going to wake up like a free woman. I can feel it. I feel it in you. My heart area is burning hot. That yeah. means that you are really absorbing the energy that I'm sending you, that you're understanding what I'm saying. I want you to mm-hmm. forgive your family for being so, like, I don't know, they were just, like, crazy, right? Not crazy, like, crazy, crazy, but just crazy. 
Yeah. Craig, you know what I mean? They were like, yeah. they oh, talked yeah. a lot and they just discussed and it was like, yeah, but what about this? And yeah, but what about that, right? Yeah. I want you to know that they actually, they're making me laugh because I can hear them. Um, they actually wanted the best for you. But the best mm-hmm. for you, what, did one of them smoke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because whoever that is that smoked, was it male? Yes. Whoever smoked is getting me. Like, I'm, I'm tasting it even in my mouth. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. And he was, like, the most argumentative, correct? Yeah. He liked to have his way, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's here, <laughs> and he's telling me I just wanted the best for her. I wanted the best I, because I loved her. I love her very deeply, but I wanted the best for her. But um, that was, I don't know, was he military as well? Because he yeah, feels um, lighter. I think you're talking about my grandpa. Uh, yeah, he was actually a Marine. Uh, yeah, because I feel that. I feel this, like, fighting Marine-ish type guy. Yeah. yeah. And he was very opinionated, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, but he is telling me that he loved you very much and that he did want the best for you. And he realizes now that the best for you is what you decide. Mm-hmm. To follow your heart, not your head. So they were very heady people. They were very um, figuring it out type of people, right and wrong, black and white. Yeah. You're less you're less than that. You have more of a heart area that you listen to. Mm-hmm. Follow your heart. Sir. This is what your grandpa just said. Follow your heart, serve your husband well. Mm-hmm. Right? Meaning, you know, surrender to being his wife. Yeah. Do what you do. Because your grandpa's telling me you do that best, that you're a really good partner. Yeah, I try to be. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, and that you're you're a really good partner. So what was it about the daughter? Um, I I have a daughter with um, another man oh, no. that um, lives here, and um, the thing that's holding us back from getting married um, on boot camp leave is my daughter, um, I have to try and fight to get custody or figure out a way of her coming with me or, you know, stuff like that. Um, That way I would be able to move with him and be able to be married. I'm just worried, and I have, like, my dad that's here that tells me, you know, like the judge would say that that's really irresponsible of you to do, um, you know, on boot leave before anything is taken care of with your daughter. Um, And right now we actually have joint custody and so yeah. I just feel like I'm not going to be able to, like, marry, like, the one I love because of that whole situation. This is how I feel. It's going to sting a little bit, okay? But mm-hmm. just follow me. You're very attached to your daughter. Yeah. In a way that's not as healthy for you as it could be. <clears throat> I'm going to ask your grandpa to back away from me. I'm allergic to smoke, and I'm really getting it. Um. Uh, how I feel, it, what I'm seeing is that I feel that you're going to marry without your daughter first. I, I feel like after you're married, you'll get more custody because mm-hmm. you'll appear more stable. Yeah. So I feel like do this for you, marry for you, and go ahead with it 
I married Ashley on, on leave too. It's funny that yeah, you called. Yeah, it's easier <laughs> than yeah. waiting until he's done with all the rest of his training and everything. So yeah. So I feel like go ahead and marry him and worry about your daughter after. Okay. I know that isn't ideal, but I want you to marry him for you. You guys do it together, and then you, you'll have an easier time getting more custody of your daughter. Okay. Does that sound fair? I mean, I know that's like sounds weird, but that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I completely, you know, agree with you, and I just was worrying, you know, like, do I wait? Should I wait? Um, if I do, you know, like I, like I said, like I wouldn't, I don't need to move. I can't move with him right away for like another half of a year until all this stuff is done. But it is I wanted to marry him and have everything get situated in place. And then like what you were saying, have that like make me look more stable and, you know, yeah. um, cause I just think that kind of a lifestyle is, is really, really well for, I mean, anyone and not just my child. Yeah. Yeah, they have great benefits. I mean, there's things that it'll appear to be best for your child. Um, I do feel like, you know, it's okay to do it without her. It's funny how a lot of us get super attached to our children. Yeah. And the Buddhist teaching, attachment is brings suffering. It's like right now you're suffering emotionally because of your attachment to your to your um daughter <clears throat> right yeah when it, so it, it tricks your mind into thinking that maybe you're going to have a loss but you won't have a loss you'll gain even more of her because you're doing what you're doing so mm-hmm. don't love your daughter more than you love yourself love everybody equally got it mm-hmm. yeah yeah do it for okay. you do it have fun get married Love him, and then your daughter will come right behind. Okay, perfect. Um, and then I do have, like, one more question, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, my stepdad had passed away in 2016. Um, I guess he fell off of a tow truck. Um, he also said something was <coughs> wrong with his heart, too. Um, but he wasn't, he wasn't going to go to work that day, and, like, that whole week before he passed away, I was, like, really sick, and I couldn't eat, and I just had, like, this nasty stomach feeling, and the day that he, or that morning that he passed away, nobody could get a hold of me until hours later, because my phone was broke, Um, and so, like, I just want, like, I didn't want to leave him, and I was always, like, around him, and always going over to my mom's more than I normally did, and I didn't want him to go to work, and, like, or, you, you know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so this is a question that almost all mediums have. <clears throat> all of us that have premonitions, that have some sort of, um, here's the thing. It was the same thing, you know, I don't know if you listened to the whole show, but my brother just passed away last week. Oh, yes, I did. Um, yes, I'm sorry to hear that. When, and he was going to pass away no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He was going to, I'm telling you, your person was going to pass away no matter what. You had a feeling because it's a, it's a, it's a feeling of energy that you feel. There's like a, the universe 
sends out a vibration to you. You felt the vibration that something was going to happen. That's how we read. That's how mediums read. We feel vibration, right? <clears throat> so you vibration that something was about to happen, and you tried to prevent it, but his soul chose to go. You see? Yeah. Ultimately, the choice was his own to go and pass away, to get in the accident or fall and pass away. Mm-hmm. We can't prevent those things. We can provide opportunity to say, hey, like, okay, so just so, I I haven't told anybody this on camera, but just so you know, my brother was warned not to go where he went and to go to the ER. Many of us told him to stay and go to the doctor, and he left. Um, and if he had gone to the ER, maybe he would have been able to be more helped. But mm-hmm. he chose to leave and go. He went to Utah. He chose to go there, and it he passed away. So the soul knows what's going on, and we have choices that we make. And so he chose rather to than going to the ER to actually go to Utah and actually pass away. Not yeah. consciously he didn't choose that, <clears throat> but his soul chose it. So you couldn't have prevented it. Okay. Because ultimately when we pass, it's between us and God, in, individually between us and God. Mm-hmm. You know what I okay. mean? Yeah. Yeah. So there are doors open to, like, I even told my brother, I was on the phone with him, I said, hey, go to the ER right now, you've got something going on. And he was like, no, maybe I will, but he didn't. So Mm -hmm. he didn't even listen to me. So ultimately he chose, right? But not because he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's. Hard. I know it's hard to deal with that because I deal with that a lot on a daily basis with my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but let go of the thought that you needed to save him because honestly, he's alive in spirit, and in a an amazing place. Okay. I'm Make sorry you had better. to do that. How difficult that is. <clears throat> yeah, but maybe you need to study a little bit about energy. Yeah. Because you got that premonition, right? Yeah. You felt. I call it a disturbance in the force. You felt the disturbance in the force. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's well. well. You're welcome. Uh, Good luck and and happy marriage. I'm well, so happy you. for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for calling so much in. Better. Of course. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you do. Pleasure. All right. Okay. Thanks, thank Jennifer. You. Uh, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're very welcome. All right. All right. Uh, great evening. Great evening, and great to have you back, Emilani. So uh, we'll we'll yeah. call that a wrap, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And uh, I lost my feet anyway, so. My, yeah. my just, you I, know what? Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be back and back on the horse and being able to, you know, move forward from, uh, and know that 2018 is going to be 
blessed for all of us. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. So, uh, great. All right. Um, so, all right. Have a, again, thanks for coming. My big hug to you and love and uh, glad to have you here for the uh, 2018. So, all right. Thank you, Mike. Love okay, to have you back. Uh-huh. You too, Emilani. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. It's really nice to have Emilani back. Um, that's going to be a wrap for the show tonight. I'll be back again tomorrow. Um, so, uh, same time, same place, nine Eastern Julie, uh, Severin will be here from Canada, uh, tomorrow. Um, I'll be on my live PD radio tomorrow afternoon on my LA talk show. Uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, fun there and a lot of great guests. Look forward to that very much. And, uh, so We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Much love to all of you, and have a good night.